Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's Rico Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. If you've noticed people posting a bunch of little green and yellow squares in your social media feed, you're not alone. It's part of a craze around a quirky little game called Wordle. Wordle is basically a very simple online, meaning it's not an app, daily word game. That's Fox's Asia Romano. And more than two and a half million people are playing Wordle every day. The goal is to guess a five-letter word in six tries or less. It updates once a day, and basically you have six tries, and will tell you based on a series of color-coded letters how close you are. If you guess a word and the letters turn gray, that means that you didn't get any of them right. If they turn green, it means that you not only got the right letter, but you got it in the right position of the word. A yellow square means right letter, wrong spot. So between those two extremes, you have six chances to guess the word, and it's uh, surprisingly fun. Yeah, I started playing Wordle, I think, about two weeks ago, and I've noticed in those two weeks a lot of people start talking about it. Uh, But I think it's been around longer than that. How well did it do when it first launched? It's actually started out as a one-on-one game. It was created by a developer named Josh Wardle as a two-person game that he made for his partner. And they began sharing it first just between themselves, and then they started sharing it with their family and friends, and their family just loved it. And so immediately, because their their family and friends were so enthusiastic, I think they knew that they were onto something. When it launched in October, it basically kind of spread organically through word of mouth, basically just from people sharing it on social media and in private group chats and text chats with their family and friends. So pretty low key. I think probably people playing it over the holidays <laughs> boosted its visibility. So now we kind of have this sort of sleeper viral hit, if you will. And can you tell us about how people are sharing it? I'm, I'm picturing it in my head, but I wonder if you could describe what it looks like. So when you play the game, if you get it right and you want to share your results, you can hit share and the game will automatically copy your results, but it will basically disguise the words so you don't spoil anybody. So what you get are series of blocks, color-coded blocks that shows your progress and how well you did without actually revealing what any of the words that you guessed are. So that makes it really kind of distinctive, and that's probably why people have been noticing it. So it's very distinctive when you see it on your Twitter feed or something. It stands out, basically the kind of like block emojis that show a pattern if you know what the pattern is. Got it. So you mentioned the holidays as a time when more people started playing, but do you have any other theories for why Wordle is having such a moment? Yeah, I think there are a couple of reasons. It's designed to be simple, of course. It's a very, you know, it's based on a lot of classic word games. It has a lot in common with, you know, sort of perennial diehard favorites like Scrabble, right? And I think there's an element of kind of, this is low maintenance, it's low key, it's simple. I can do it in two minutes. And I think there's an aspect to the pandemic that have left many, that has left many of us feeling burnout and in search of something that is kind of low key, low lift and fun. 
And that's definitely what Wordle is. So I think that's part of it. And I think another part of it is that the act of sharing the, you know, your daily word guesses and so forth creates a feeling of connectivity without a lot of effort. <laughs> and I definitely think that that's something that the pandemic has left us in need of, many people at least. And so it's sort of this kind of illusion of being social and being connected to other people without really having to do, without really having to be social, <laughs> if that makes sense. So yeah, I think the combination of virality and sociality and and um, and low maintenance fun kind of got us to where we are. This is not a question, but you did reference it. And I wonder if you could just explain the fact that, and maybe I missed it if you if you did, but um, the fact that there's only one a day and then you have to wait and there's a timer for the next one to come. Yeah. So basically you only get one word a day. Um, there are other apps and games that do what Wordle does that you can play as often as you like as many times a day as you want. But I think the fact that Wordle itself only updates once a day makes it feel like more of an event. You know, you do your daily Wordle and then you have to wait until the reset. Okay, so you mentioned apps. Have there been spinoffs or or copycats? Yeah, there have been copycat apps. I don't think any of them have survived very long because ones that are kind of piggybacking on the Wordle name have been removed from app stores and so forth. But I think there have also been more creative varieties. Like there's one game that spun off from Wordle where you basically just have 26 tries to guess the letter of the alphabet. (laughs) And it's designed like Wordle. So like the color coding is the same, but obviously you only get one. There's only one letter and you have 26 chances to get the letter right. And that's kind of a fun riff. So there are things like that that aren't necessarily complete copycats that are more kind of satirical in nature. Well, in any case, the hype seems very real, but it also seems like it's not going to last forever. How long do you think Wordle will be sort of the the game du jour? Well, I think we're definitely going to see probably a resurgence in games that are similar in spirit to Wordle, right? Now that Wordle has proven that, A, there's an audience for games that aren't app-based, right? That are just very simple websites. And B, there's an audience for this kind of like easy shareability. I think... Anytime you have a game that feels like an event, right, where people are getting together like once or twice a day to do the same thing at the same time, almost, you know, that's sort of, I think, the key to a lot of viral success, especially with gamification and so forth. You think something like Pokemon Go, where like the appeal was was twofold because you were catching Pokemons, right? But you were also getting out and meeting other people and like the connection being outside, Um, almost the polar opposite of where we are now with Wordle, right? But like the same basic appeal across the board was that you were doing it with other people. So I think that's the key, not necessarily whether Wordle will last, but whether something that will come along to replace it that that continues this this kind of, of communication and connection that we're seeing. Well, playing Wordle, I, I can't help but think about Words with Friends, which I think was the first social game I ever played. And it was popular for a couple years or more, but I, I just get this feeling that the Wordle craze is going to fade out in a week or so. Is the is the life cycle of viral stuff like, like Wordle getting shorter? That's hard to say. I think it really depends on what's going viral and why, you know? Like, I think of something like the Goose Game from a couple of years ago, which was another non-app-based, non-traditional like traditional 
console game that went viral, mainly because it was cute and fun and had a an angry goose. <laughs> And there were a lot of quirks that made that game go viral, but then kind of stick around in the culture, the, the zeitgeist for a while, you know, and you still see people referencing it, you know, still see people playing it every now and then. Like, I think the power isn't just that something goes viral, but whether it continues to remain a part of the cultural consciousness, right? I think Wordle has the ability to do that because there's something that's just kind of so distinctive and quirky about those blo- those boxes, you know, and I can see it actually, I can see it spinning off into like a meme variant, you know, like people using the boxes to make memes, which I haven't really seen yet, but I'm sure it's only a matter of time. And so something like that could, could further its staying power. But I really think in terms of virality, like, you know, the, the saying has always been fame is only 15 minutes. So I don't necessarily think that that's anything that truncated virality is anything new. But I do think the internet gives us more ways of extending the life of a thing, you know, through social media, through memes and through, you know, spinoffs and so forth. So we'll see. I was not aware of the goose game and now I have extreme FOMO, like I've missed out on something. So I have to check it out. Oh, you definitely missed out. If you if you missed the goose game, you definitely missed out. (laughs) But it's still there. You can still go play it. So it's not too late. (laughs) Well, I wonder, what do you think games like the goose game or Wordle what do these trends tell us about ourselves and our, our lives online? Well, I think that's sort of the question of the ages, right? Like we all we all we all want to know what it means. You know, what does any of this mean? And especially with things on the internet, um, I think something that Wordle tells us is that you know people like word games. That may sound really simple, but you know things like Bananagrams, Scrabble. Um, anything where you have people coming together to be geeky about words is always going to be a hit, right? Because people just love that stuff. You know, and I think the fact that Wordle has taken off is a sign that people really like small, simple, easy to play things that still give us the illusion of being, you know, intellectual, right? Like, Wordle, the word list actually is very simple. Like these are words that people use pretty much in their daily lives. They aren't like strange, random dictionary words, right? Um, And that's also part of the appeal because it makes it easier to solve, I think, you know? And I think that's part of the appeal because people get to feel smart and who doesn't want to feel smart? And it's always nice when people can get together and be excited about something that's really simple. I think the internet is really good at bringing people together to be happy about very simple things like dogs and cats and and the space rover, you know, and word games. Like, I think that's something that, you know, we don't necessarily, you know, maybe we take it for granted, right, that the internet is a place where tons of toxic things happen and it's, you know, a cesspool, but it's also a place where we get to come together and celebrate and be happy about very small things on a daily basis. And I think that there's something to be said about that, that something that is this simple and and low lift can give us so much joy. That's a great point. And it follows the age old smart person game of crossword puzzles where you have like a, a limited amount of space and you have to sit and think and be quiet. Who doesn't love sitting and thinking and being quiet? Asia, thanks for joining us. This episode was produced by Victoria Dominguez and engineered by Paul Robert Mouncey. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.